Did you watch Coming to America? I'm talking about the new one on Amazon Prime. I did. I'll give you my review on it this week on the My Life as Luke podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast at. Follow me on social media at Radio Luke Kelly. If you haven't watched Coming to America, and Coming to America is actually coming, C-O-M-I-N-G, the number two America. So it's not Coming to America 2. It's Coming the number two America. You see what they did there? It was actually a very good way to do it. Coming to America was actually a cheesy but funny movie. I didn't know what way they were going to take this when I first heard that they were going to do a sequel. I I really didn't know. And then when I saw the trailers, I'm like, okay, I kind of see the direction that they're going. But the first time that I saw a trailer, I saw that it was going to be PG-13. And I was like, there's no way a sequel to Coming to America can be PG-13. What are they trying to do? You are going to ruin the movie if you go to PG-13. I'm trying to think of movies where the first one was rated R. And the second one was PG-13. It was like, what were you doing? That was just awful. The one that pops into my head is Major League. Major League... First one rated R, second one PG-13, and it was atrocious. Now, coming to the number two America um, was a lot different. It had a totally different vibe, 2021 vibe. You could tell that they were trying to play into what's acceptable in today's society versus what wasn't acceptable in society back when they made the first one. They did make fun of that. Like, they would go back, say a joke, and kind of reference it a little bit and try to make sure they really pointed out that it wasn't really acceptable in 2021. Movie was cheesy, but it was good. If you're going into coming to the number two America, um, if you're going in there with high expectations, lower it. I mean, it is an Amazon Prime movie after all. Although movies are totally changing, so this could be the direction of movies for a long time where they just go to straight straight to streaming platforms. But, I mean, go in with lower expectations. Don't go in with high expectations thinking that it's going to match the first one. It does in some comedy ways. But I tell you what, Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, they did a great job of bringing their roles back what was it, like 30 years later or 20 years later? They did a fantastic job of it. Because I remember watching A Year in a Life, Gilmore Girls, uh, sequel, reboot, I don't know, whatever it was on Netflix. Nora's a big Gilmore Girls fan. We watched that. And when we were, we, we were watching that, you could kind of tell that Lorelai and Rory kind of lost a little bit their character. Their timing was off. It had been a few years. That's why I say I have to give credit to Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy. They went right back to their roles. They, they were able to deliver in those roles. It was like, man, you would think that this reboot was made very quickly after the first one with how good they were able to go back and kind of revisit the character that they were. And Arsenio Hall, I think, did a better job than Eddie Murphy, which is surprising. I mean, Eddie Murphy's hilarious. I think that just goes to show how good of an actor Arsenio Hall is, but great job by them. 
and somebody that comes in here in the second one that does a fantastic job that I even forget is still around sometimes, Wesley Snipes. He was in it, and he was hilarious. He was in this position where he was from another country, and he was trying to get his daughter to marry Eddie Murphy's son. So that way, his daughter could be a princess and then one day be a queen. Like, that's what he was trying to do. And Wesley Snipes was really funny in the movie. I thought, actually, the highlight of the whole movie. He was delivering one-liners after one-liners. Just the way that he brought himself into this role, I thought he did a really, really good job. And I have to say, this whole movie... You know, I'm kind of telling you a little bit about Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, how they did a good job bringing back their roles in the movie, and then Wesley Snipes coming out and shining during this second one. I kind of want to give you a little background of what the second one is, because it's definitely a love story. That is coming to America was all about. It was a love story. It was a love story with Eddie Murphy bringing his son to, I forget the name of their country. Uh, it's not Zimbabwe. I forgot. It starts with a Z, I think. I, I don't know why I can't remember it right now. Um, because I just watched the movie last night, the night before uh, I'm recording this. I just watched it the night before. And I'm just like, oh, man, this is a love story. Eddie Murphy's bringing his son over here. He's getting his son. He's kind of, you know, getting the son that he never had. He has somebody next in line because he has three daughters but also his son falls in love with the barbershop lady from uh, the castle that they live in. That's right. They are so royal that they have, as you've seen in the first one, there's like personal bathers. Well, it goes into more detail because most of the movie is actually um, taking place where Eddie Murphy's... I, I, I need to look this up because um, I, I can't just... Coming to America. I can't just bring all this up and forget the name of the um, place that he rules. And I'm going to go to Wikipedia, see if they could bring it up here for a second. Um, nope, don't see it there. I don't know. I don't see it. Plot. Zamunda. Not Zimbabwe. See, I knew it started with a Z, but... Zamunda, the land. Um, so basically, the movie was mostly in Zamunda. And the story was about Eddie Murphy bringing his son back over to Zamunda so that way he could rule. His son falls in love with the barbershop at the castle uh, that Eddie Murphy and his family lives at. And, you know, Eddie Murphy had to be reminded. Well, not I actually didn't have to be reminded. It was the barbershop girl who had to remind Eddie Murphy's son in this movie um, about his dad did it one way in order for what was best for him and that the prince should do what's best for him as well, which I thought was a good tie back to the first movie. And they showed some clips of Eddie Murphy in Coming to America and how he was when he was trying to find a wife in how he was when he first came to America, going to the St. John's game, mopping floors and stuff. So, I mean, there were some good throwbacks there, but ultimately it was a love story. 
And I'm here to say that if you go in there with lower expectations, not this big blockbuster, I think you'll be happy with the movie. I think you will. I laughed quite a bit. I loved how much there was old references. And by the way, I don't know if you know this, but if you've seen the original Coming to America, you know that Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hull played a lot of different characters in that movie. Uh, the Barbershop Gang, if you've seen the first one, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall did an even better job bringing those old guys back. I laughed my ass off when they went back into the barbershop. So funny. Because it was like old people talking today and not really having a care still and not knowing what socially is acceptable. So I thought they did a great job kind of playing those old people and still how old people don't really realize what they say in 2021 isn't right. So it's just it's just a good movie. If you have an hour, I think it's about two hours. I think that that's what it was. Go and watch it. I think it's good for two hours. If it was anything more than that, I don't think I would have dedicated my time to it. But for the most part, it's good for two hours. You'll get some good laughs out of there. And you'll have to go back and watch the original Coming to America. Because that's all I want to do right now is go back and watch the original. But I want to watch the original when Nora comes back. Nora has been out of town. Um, I'm recording this on Saturday night. So this is how how lonely and how bored you know I am right now. I'm recording on a Saturday night. Nora has been out of town since Thursday afternoon. This is like the longest Nora and I have ever been away from each other. It's so crazy. We're going to be married in June, and this is the longest in our five years together that we have been apart. When we first started dating, Nora went on a vacation down to Florida to go visit one of her girlfriends. That was the longest that we had ever been away. It was like a week. Now here we are with a half day Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So about three days because she'll come back probably around the time that she left on Thursday. So I'll say three full days. It's our second longest time in five years. It's pretty incredible. We've been at each other's hips. We don't go anywhere without each other. She goes to the store I go with. I go to, you know, it's vice versa. We do everything together. So then when you have that taken away from you, you realize, man, life without that person would be so boring. And you're just so thankful to have that other person in your life too. It's like they fulfill my life. They make everything complete. It, it, it's just amazing to see how that is. Once once that's taken away and you see how much it means to you, it's amazing. Now, I've been here with Rory, our dog, for the last few days, and she could, she could care less. Let me tell you, she just still wants to play 24-7. It's like nothing's ever happened. Like, Rory, come on, let's go um, lay down in bed. Nope. Like, oh, Rory, your your mom's FaceTiming us. Let's let's FaceTime her. She wants nothing to do with it. She just wants her ball. I'm like, come on. You got to show that you miss your mom somewhat here, Rory. She's, she's not doing it 
whatsoever. And I'm like, oh, man, Rory, you you got to. But nope. The reason why, did I explain why Nora was out of town to you? If I didn't, it's a bad, bad job on me. Uh, the reason why she's out of town is she went to go get her dress fitted uh, for some alterations for the wedding. Her grandma has a girlfriend that is doing it for her, and it was cheaper still for her to drive all the way up to Illinois and get her dress fitting up there than it was anywhere else here in Louisville. So she went up there, and she got to spend time with her grandparents, and she was super excited. I've been talking to her throughout the day. She's had a lot of fun hanging out with her grandparents. She's FaceTimed me a couple of times. Not FaceTime because I don't have an iPhone anymore. She has to Facebook video chat me. That's what she has to do so we can video chat because I ain't about that FaceTime life no more. I don't got it. Nope. Moved on. I have an iPad, an old iPad, but I don't even know if it turns on at this point. I can't tell you the last time I even charge that old iPad. And when Nora is gone, I had to do a lot of stuff for myself that Nora has has done for me over the last few years. Um, you know, just the daily stuff around the house. And especially over the last year or so, I would say, since we moved into the house and she started with her new company, she's been working at home throughout the pandemic. So she's been doing a lot more cooking and cleaning and stuff like that. And I've been doing that stuff right now while she's gone. And I'm like, okay, I want to try and get the laundry done. So I, I did that. I still have to fold it. So it's not completely done yet. Uh, I have to do that. I had to make myself dinner all these nights. And tonight, I just did not feel like making dinner whatsoever. I had been making my dinners, making my breakfast, my lunch, and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? You've been doing pretty good. Have your cheat meal. Even though you told yourself that you wouldn't have a cheat meal this week, you don't feel like cooking, go ahead and have your cheat meal. I had to convince myself to do it. I mean, I was, I felt so bad sitting in the drive-thru because that's the thing with me. Since I've been on this diet that Nora and I have been on, I'm only craving fast food. Like I don't, I don't care about chips. I don't care about anything else. Just fast food, Burger King, Chick-fil-A, Raising Cane's, been craving all that. But today I had a big craving for White Castle. And there was a, a person in front of me when I was at the drive-thru that placed a big order. So I was waiting at the speaker box for a while. I heard the lady chirp on. She goes, sir, um, I'm sorry. You're going to have to wait a little while because the car in front of you just placed a big order. I was like, "That that's fine. I, I have nothing but time. Nor is that a, you know, I didn't tell her this. I'm just like, okay, that's fine. I'll wait. And for a second, I almost pulled out of the driveway because I was like, that's my cue. I wasn't supposed to have a cheat meal. But I'm like, no, no, you deserve it. You deserve the cheat meal. Go ahead and have it. So I went. I had some sliders. I had some mozzarella sticks. And if you've never had mozzarella sticks from White Castle, get them. They are actually pretty damn good. The one downside to them this time, they were out. Of marinara sauce. How in the hell could you be out of marinara sauce at like 5 o'clock in the afternoon? Like that that should be in stock, but it was out. And I smashed that White Castles. I threw on an old WrestleMania, watched it as I was eating some junky-ass fast food, which is one of my favorite things to do. Whenever I have a bad cheat meal, 
whenever I'm eating like a complete slob, I just want to throw on an old school WWE pay-per-view and go to town. That's exactly what I did. And good thing Jaboy had on some sweatpants. Some stretchy pants were needed. I feel like a bum right now. I feel completely dehydrated, but you know what? It was worth it. Completely worth it. You know, I'm going to take a sip of water so I don't further dehydrate myself after taking all that sodium in over at White Castle. Here, here's a drink break. So good. Absolutely so good. And the best thing about me going to White Castle was I just got off the phone with my dad before I started to record this. He was like, um, you know what I had for lunch today? I haven't had it in forever. And let me just say this. My dad has White Castle more than I, I know anybody else to have White Castle. Like, he he's pretty frequent there, I have to say. He's like, I just haven't had it in a while, so I went to White Castle. I'm like, no, you didn't, did you? Did you really go to White Castle? He's like, yeah, I went. I was like, that's what I had for dinner. That's what I got. He's like, oh, I, I could tell you we didn't get the same thing, though. I was like, well, why are you so sure that we didn't get the same thing here, Pops? He's like, I'm, I'm telling you because nobody else gets this at, at White Castle. And I'm thinking, dude, I lived with you for the first 22 years of my life. You don't think I know what you ordered from a fast food restaurant? I know your hand, Ernie. Every single time you go to White Castle, I know what you get. Don't try and fool me. He's like, oh, oh, you, you, no, you don't, because nobody gets these, and everybody laughs at us every single time we go there. Like, all right, Pops, you could say that, but I know what you're about to say, and I guarantee you that I had them too. Mozzarella sticks. Mozzarella sticks from White Castles. So good. You remember McDonald's tried to do the mozzarella sticks for a hot minute. They didn't last for too long. But White Castles? White Castles are good. Probably one of the most underrated mozzarella sticks out there. Even if you go to like a TGI Friday or Applebee's or Chili's, these White Castles uh, mozzarella sticks are better. I'm here to say it. I'll fight somebody on it. Now, if I had marinara to go to my, with my mozzarella sticks, they would have been even better. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I pulled through it. The mozzarella sticks were still fantastic. Next time you go, you get those. That That's like a veteran move when you go to White Castle. I learned it from my dad. He was a veteran of White Castle. He went to White Castle all the time throughout his childhood. Through through his life. Him and my mom used to go there a lot, I think, when they like first started to date. Maybe because it was cheap and they were young and broke. And that's where they would go. But they talk about White Castles all the time. And I, I love it just as much as they do. I don't know if I've ever told you this before. But when I was about... I want to say 16, 15 years old, somewhere in that age range. I was a really healthy eater, but every once in a while, I would have cheat, I cheat meals. And when I say every once in a while, maybe like once a month, maybe once a month. And my brother Nick and I were the only ones at home. And he was like, dude, you want to go to White Castle? <laughs> okay, let's go. 
Let's go. Let's get us some castles, bro. We go and get them. And he was like, how many are you feeling tonight? It's like, dude, I, I don't know how many I could eat, but I want to try to pig out. I want to try and see if I could eat 20. I want to see if I could eat 30. He's like, dude, there's no way you could do it. So this is what we got. This is this is what we got from White Castle this day. A Crave case, which is 30 sliders. We got a sack of 20 chicken rings. And we got a sack, actually, sorry, two sacks of french fries. A sack for him and a sack for me. Two sacks. Look at that. Guess how much I ate. I ate my sack of french fries. Ate my sack of... Or I ate my share of the chicken rings. So 10, because Nick had 10. And then guess how many White Castle sliders I had. This is impressive work. Impressive work by me. I had 20. 20 White Castle. And I ate these like I was in an eating competition. Like uh, a Coney Island, um, 4th of July against Joey Chestnut. That's how fast I was eating these White Castle sliders. I was looking like a slob. I felt horrible after eating all this food. I puked for like the next day. And after that, I couldn't eat White Castle for a very, very long time. I I think the first time I had White Castle after that was when we moved to Louisville. So that probably was 20 or... Not 20 years. Probably about 15 years. Which is crazy. Now, a little less than that. A little less than that. Probably about 12. More like 12 years. But it was it was so good once I had it again. I have to say that. And now my burps, as I'm finishing up this podcast, smell like White Castle Onion. A great smell. And you know what? I never usually have the problem of... Sliders, you know why they call them sliders? Because they slide right out of you. I never usually have that problem, but tonight I do. That's why I got to wrap wrap up this podcast. Nature's calling again. So if you ever do have the White Castles, just know that it could hit you like this. And then you're going to have to stop listening to the podcast and go yourself. But uh, you have a good week. This was a fun episode to do. A lot of great stuff to talk about coming to the number two America. Watch it if you have Amazon Prime. Um, And remember to always really value your significant other because when they're away, you're going to miss them a hell of a lot. All right? Have a great week. You can count on me waiting for you right here next week on the My Life as Luke podcast.